Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Welcome back to the Moms Who Money podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome to the family. There's a lot of new listeners here lately, and I would like to personally welcome you. I created this podcast as a safe space for you to come learn about money. This really is a true finance for beginners show. And I do need to say, I do have party girl voice again this week because I still have not got rid of this virus. It is just, it loves me. I don't know. It won't leave my voice. One day I have my voice. The next day it's completely gone. I don't know what's happening. This is now, it's been almost three weeks now. It's craziness. I don't know. So I'm sorry. I'm still sitting here with throat coat. (laughs) So please excuse me. I'm going to do my best. And as always, if you enjoy what you hear today, if you're listening on either iTunes or Spotify, please give the show a five-star rating. And if you're listening on iTunes, you can also write a review. So please write a glowing review because, you know, no one wants a bad review. And the more ratings and reviews that the show gets, the more that that sneaky algorithm works to share the show with more women like you. You're a badass, high-achieving woman who wants to learn how to take control over your money, right? I mean, that's why you're here, right? There's so many more high achievers out there that don't even know that this show exists. So the more that you can do to help rate, review, share, subscribe to the show, and share it with the people that you care about, the more women that we can help together as a collective. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. It takes a village, right? I say this all the time. I feel like I say it takes a village every day because it does. And thank you so much. I'm just so grateful for you being here and just taking this time for yourself. Why should you care about your credit report and your score? Why is it so important anyway? For so many reasons. Your credit report has been following you around forever since you got your first credit card, right? And it's that silent score that just lurks in the darkness of your life. It just follows you around, right? It's like stalking you your whole life, even if you're not paying attention to it. My score was 530 when I wanted to purchase my first home, and I didn't even really know what that meant at the time. I just knew that they had to tell me what my score was, but it was meaningless to me, right? I was never told about what a credit report or a score was. Like my parents never sat me down and said, look, you know, you really need to watch your spending and and be careful with your credit card usage and you know make smart choices and all these things. So, when I went to buy a house the first time, I was I was in for a rude awakening because purchasing a home with a 530 credit score is pretty impossible. And when they do make it possible, your rate is so ridiculously high. It like skyrockets that payment where it's like not it's not even worth buying the house <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so at that point, 
if you've been listening a while, you'll know that when I graduated college, I graduated college with over $30,000 of just credit card debt. That's not student loans, just credit card debt. And then after I graduated, it just kept growing. So by the time that I was ready to buy a house, my score was tanked. It just tanked at 530. (laughs) And I didn't know that the scores, you know, that your score should be at least, you know, in the 700s, 800s, like amazing, you know, but I didn't know. No one told me. So, you know, I was just spending and spending and spending and spending. So this was my first lesson on credit, right? From the school of hard knocks, right? This is how we learn, right? We always learn from our mistakes. (laughs) And at that time, I had moved from New York to Georgia. I grew up in New York and now I live in Georgia. And I had moved, I basically was living with my parents and then I just moved to Georgia. And I had no history of renting or any kind of history of anything except my credit cards, which was pretty bad. (laughs) So thankfully, my husband at the time had a really good credit score. It was, I think it was 720-ish, something like that. And so we had to use his credit score to purchase the house. I had so much debt at that time and I just thought it was normal. I really did. The way that I grew up, I watched my parents spend and use credit cards. They just spent and spent and spent and spent. I thought that's just what you do, right? They used to lease cars. They would refinance the house. They refinanced their house three times, right? Just to get cash out. And they just spent money like crazy. And then all they did was fight about it. And I was just in for a rude awakening. I really was. I, I really had no clue. So, of course, my first question was, so how do you know if you have good credit or bad credit, right? That's the question that I get asked the most about credit because it's such a big question. And to really answer it, I have to break it down because there really is no one way to just say, well, this is good credit and this is bad credit because you really need to understand why. And it's not just the number. At that time, I honestly didn't fully understand how to read a credit report until I became a mortgage underwriter. And then my eyes opened. I learned so much when I was a mortgage underwriter. It was amazing. That was one of the best educations that I've ever had, the -the on-the-job training. And at that time, you know, I knew the score was important and that the things listed on the report should belong to you and not someone else. And I had heard that you're supposed to check your report every year, which I never did. So well, what's a credit report? So every time that you make or not make a payment on a credit card or a loan, the company that gave you that loan keeps a record of the date that it opened and closed and how much that you pay and if you pay on time or not. They also keep track of your credit limits and all the loan balances. And that's essentially what a credit report is. So the companies that give you these loans report to these three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. But not all companies report to all three at the same time. Sometimes they only report to one. Sometimes they report to two. But really, they never all report to three. Sometimes they do. It's rare, though. So that's why you have to watch all three of these really carefully. And they kind of keep them separated. And the more credit that you open, obviously, the, the longer your report will be. And so all of the information from all three of these are compiled into one report. So If you miss a payment or anything like that, you'll find it. It'll be on the report. So anytime anything happens with your credit or loans, it's immediately reported. And it just shows up on this report that is following you around in the background of your life. 
So I had mentioned earlier that your credit report starts when you start using credit. So same for your kids, right? So once they start using credit, then a credit report and score will also generate for them. Like voila, you know, out of nowhere. So the first time they get a credit card, boom, their credit report is starting. And I talk all the time about how credit is borrowed money, right? It's a loan. It's not yours. You have to pay it back plus interest. And you can use a credit card to pay for everyday things. You can use credit to pay for a car or a house or using someone else's money to pay for things that, you know, you have to pay them back, right? That's what you're doing. You're using someone else's money and you have to pay them back, but it's not just paying them back. It's paying them back plus the interest, right? So all this is going on. And then the more that you buy using credit or loans, the more that's going to show up on your report. And so now this becomes your credit history. And now it's there. It's been stalking you your whole life, right? It just follows you around in the shadows. Every car, house, credit card, or loan shows up on your report. And some people, when they check their reports, they find mistakes on their reports. I have that happen to me. I've had that happen to clients of mine, right? So this is important. One of the reasons why you need to check your report to make sure that there's no mistakes on your report. So think about when was the last time that you checked yours? Have you ever checked it or was the last time when you bought a house or have you even not purchased a house yet and you still haven't looked at it? So, I mean, I never looked at mine until I had to. And then when I became a mortgage underwriter, obviously I knew how important it was. But for you, checking it at least once a year, once a year, check it. You can check it once a year for free. And you got to check the three credit bureaus. And when it comes up on the report, they're all there. Equifax, the TransUnion, and Experian. And you can go to annualcreditreport.com. And this is super important to know because, you know, I'm always warning you about scams. There's also a credit report scam too. I mean, come on, would you think that there wasn't? (laughs) There's lots of other sites out there that promise credit reports for free. But annualcreditreport.com is the only official site that's allowed by federal law to provide them. So if you see anything from anywhere that is not annualcreditreport.com that is advertising you to get a free credit report, it is a scam to steal your identity. Because to pull your credit report, you need to enter in all of your personal information, including your social security number. And when someone puts in their social security number to a scammer, your identity is gone. So you really need to protect yourself. This is part one of protecting yourself with your credit. You're also allowed until further notice to go to annualcreditreport.com and get free weekly credit reports from all three bureaus through the site. And this is really cool right now. This this isn't a normal thing. This has just been since COVID and all the stuff that's been happening, but eventually this will go away. But for now, you can do it weekly if you wanted to. You don't really need to unless there's a problem on your credit report and you're trying to repair something. And then you can just go back and check and see if it's been fixed which is great. There are countless reasons to check your credit report at least once a year. Credit reports, they may affect other things like your mortgage rates, credit card approvals, car and home insurance rates, even apartment requests. And you know what? This is one that most people are surprised about is even when you're trying to apply for a job, sometimes they check your credit too to see what kind of person you are. And what kind of score you have and how how do you make your payments? And sometimes they determine what kind of person you are just by looking at your credit score. 
It's amazing. And then also, you know, even if you have a high credit score, you still need to check your report because just because your score is great doesn't mean that there might not be some discrepancies or mistakes on your report. And you really need to make sure that you check these at least once a year and just keep it up to date and that, you know, everything looks good. So there's two things, right? There's the report and then you score. So what is a credit score, right? You have the report, which is the list of all of the loans that you've taken over time. And then that's scored. So the report and the score are two very totally different things. And, you know, of course, everything in life is scored, right? Everything's scored. All these tests and things that you do, everything that you do is a score, right? So why not? We have to measure up to something, right? So here's the credit score. So the way that the formula works for figuring out your score is just so mind crushing. And I am not even going to start to try to explain to you how that works here today, but just know that your score shows you how likely you're going to pay your bills in the future. And that's really all you need to know. So as long as you're good and you're paying your bills on time and you don't have late payments, you don't have collections and liens and all these derogatory things on your credit report, your score will be fine, okay? And another important point to note is that your score from each one of these bureaus will be different. I mentioned earlier that the companies don't report to all three at one time, right? Some do, but most don't. They'll pick one or two only, right? So your score could vary a lot between the bureaus because of that. And there's so many variables that create your score behind the scenes and then how those formulas work for how they receive the info from the bureaus. I go into more depth with this topic in Money School for Moms which is my 12-week program where you'll learn everything that you never learned about money in school. You'll learn how to take control over your finances. You'll join a group of amazing moms just like you. You'll fill your bank accounts, create wealth, and stop living paycheck to paycheck. And then you'll teach your kids how to set them up for life. You'll learn exactly what I did to set my son up where he's gonna be a multimillionaire by the time he's my age. So just go to momswhomoney.com and you can get all the info there. Just set up a 15-minute consultation with me and you'll see if it's right for you. So businesses use credit scores to estimate how likely you are to pay back your loans, right? So people with higher scores may be more likely to pay back their debts and people with lower scores may be less likely to pay back their debts. So that's just what people generalize when they look at your score. And the credit scores range from 300 to 850, and any score above 700 is considered to be generally good. 800 or above is excellent. And FYI, I got my score from 530 all the way up to over 800. Now that's amazing. I can show you how to do that. The average American scores range between 600 to 750, according to Experian. And in 2022, the average score was 714. I always like to look up statistics because it's fun for me, <laughs> but it's good to know. It's, it's a good benchmark, you know, to like, to just think about, well, where am I? What's the average? But we all here, you know, because we're high achievers, we all want to be above average, right? You've got your score and there's two different scores, right? So we have the three bureaus and then now we have two different scores. We have our FICO score and our Vantage score. The FICO is F-I-C-O, and then your Vantage score. 
And they're scored kind of similarly, but yet really different at the same time. Like I said, it's mind crushing and you don't need to know the formula. If your FICO score is anywhere between 670 to 739, that's considered good. And if your Vantage score is anywhere between 661 to 780, that's considered good. Mortgage companies only use FICO scores, so just FYI. But you still need to be checking both scores. And I highly recommend checking them quarterly because they go up and down like the stock market. They're just always going up and down. It just depends on your credit usage and loans that you take out. So, you know, one one minute it could be 700, the next it could be 750, and then it could go down to 640. Like it's all over the place. But you really want to keep tabs on it because if something derogatory happens to you, you'll know right away. And the great way to check your Vantage score is to create a Credit Karma account. It's Credit Karma, credit and karma with a K, creditkarma.com. They also have an app and it's free. And you can actually check it every day if you wanted to on there. That's kind of crazy because your score goes up and down like the stock market. It'll drive you crazy. So you don't need to check it that often, (laughs) but just quarterly is fine. And then FICO, there's a lot of credit cards out there and also some bank accounts that let you check the FICO scores for free. And they'll usually only let you check one bureau, like they'll partner with one bureau. So you can get different credit cards that partner with all the different bureaus and then you can have free access to your FICO score that way. So there's different things that affect your score, right? That's what makes it go up and down, right? So your payment history, on-time payments, missed payments, collections, bankruptcies, um, liens, and then there's the percentage of how much credit you use. And this is important to keep your utilization rate low. And what your utilization rate simply means is that according to the entire amount of credit that you have available to you, you're only using a small percentage of that entire amount. That's all it is. And the length of time that you've had credit open, that's your history, right? And then just any recent activity that you've used, opened, closed accounts. And then you have like your hard and soft inquiries. So here's the difference. The hard inquiry is any time that you actually apply for credit or you actually put in an application for credit or even a loan or even a job, that affects your score. A soft inquiry is when you check your own credit or random checks from your lender. They do that. They'll just randomly check up on you. Even your insurance companies can do that. And they'll just keep randomly checking on you because that affects your rates. And your rates can actually go up if your score goes lower. And there's a ton of other companies that do that. They'll just go in. There's even um, companies that are allowed to check your credit that are that want to offer you a promotion. So they'll check your credit to see if you qualify for their promotion. And these are soft inquiries. And those don't affect your score. So that's good to know. And all you really need to know is that you just need to keep your score in the good range and you'll be fine. And then if you're very good or excellent, then you're doing great. One more huge thing that you need to know that people don't do is freeze their credit. So go freeze your credit. Do it today because you could protect yourself from someone that's trying to open credit in your name. So what happens when you freeze your credit, if someone tries to open credit in your name, then they'll be instantly denied because your credit's frozen. They can't apply. The company that they are trying to apply to will not extend credit to them because the credit file is frozen. 
And when you do freeze your, your credit, you have to report it separately with all three bureaus. So you just go to all three bureaus, freeze your credit, boom, you're done and protected. And then if you do want to apply for credit, you just un, you, they call it a thaw. You can thaw it out. And then you can choose when you want to refreeze it, when you are accepted. And then you just keep it frozen all the time unless you, unless you personally want to apply for credit or a loan. And always remember, this is this is a money activity, right? So I always recommend that any money activity that you do is that you share it with your kids. So this is another activity that you can do with your kids. So you can go check your credit report. You can actually print it out and maybe even write on it. Get some highlighters, some colored pens, and just make it fun. Let your kids help you. Just go line by line and talk about what's there. Explain it to them. And, and also explain why, why you're looking at it and why it's important. They need to have a clue. I mean, they're going to have one too eventually, right? And depending upon how old they are, it could happen sooner rather than later. And then if they already have one, then they need to go check theirs as well. And then you can do the same thing, print it out and go through it together. Make sure that, it, you know, that there's no mistakes. And then you can go ahead and freeze your accounts together and just make it fun and let them help you, help each other. We need to give our kids a chance, right, to do money the right way because, you know, we're all now learning and we're catching up and we're figuring things out, but teaching your kids right from the beginning, they're never going to have a problem with this. It's going to be like second nature to them and they're just going to be like, okay, whatever, it's my money and they're just going to take care of it, nurture it, make smart decisions and they're going to invest their money. They're going to, you know, have money saved. They'll buy their own cars. They'll pay for their own college. They'll do all these things that seem so crazy to us because like, wow, we think we have to save money for all these things to pay for our kids. But no, we're responsible for saving for ourselves. That's what we need to teach our kids so that they keep teaching that to their kids and so on and so on so that we change these patterns and no one's stuck anymore. Everyone's empowered and doing it themselves. It's amazing. You can actually make this happen, right? But it all starts with us, right? It all starts with you. So like I said earlier, we're gonna go deeper into how credit works and why and how to protect yourself your credit, your identity, all these things, and really how to teach your kids how to set themselves up for success in Money School for Moms. So check it out at momswhomoney.com and just simply set up a 15-minute consultation with me and we'll see if it's right for you. And remember, your credit report and your score are two different things and you need to check both. The three credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, right? You go check your FICO score, your Vantage score, see how they differ. And then also realize that each bureau reports a different score, right? So you could have six different scores, three FICOs and three Vantage, right? So when you ensure that your that your report is up to date and you're keeping your score at either good, very good, or excellent, you're doing better than 67% of Americans. So good job, mama. And if you learned anything from this episode, please share it with your mom friends. We all need to help each other, right? It takes a village, remember? Always takes a village. There's so many powerhouse women out there who are clueless about money and just don't talk about it. And I'm here shouting from the mountaintops or from the microphone. (laughs) I want to help you. I'm here to help you. Let's stop being clueless about money, right? So just you sharing an episode of Moms Who Money with someone that you love could change someone's life forever. And just thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful for you. So take a moment to thank yourself for being here today and taking the time for yourself. And remember that you are your own best investment. 
and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.